Amen. Are you blessed by that song? Amen. By faith in Jesus Christ. Truly, we need to have faith in Jesus. Amen. So, thank God for that special number. Thank you, Pastor Abel, for giving your talents to the Lord. And um, we're so blessed to hear that song. All right. So, good morning, everyone. Good morning, church. Are you still here? Or you're thinking about tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow is a holiday, I believe, and a Labor Day. Thank God for our laborers, uh, for the Lord, amen, and also for your own family. Thank God for providing the needs of every family member of our family. So we praise and thank God for that. And also thank God for our provider, especially, amen, our God, amen. Which uh, he's the all, all uh, he's the source of everything, and thank God for this opportunity uh, to stand before you in this pulpit. It's uh, such a privilege and um, wonderful um, um, opportunity that God has given to us. It's only by His grace. Once again, uh, uh, we know that we have a finite mind and uh, we are we have our weaknesses, but we praise and thank God for. His strength, amen, and His um, power that we can be able to be used uh, in this um, pulpit supply. Okay, Thank God for the many answered prayers that we received from this week. And thank God for His goodness, protection, and everything. And also the messages that we heard last Sunday, okay, and every services that we have, our Bible study. Truly, we enjoy it, amen. Truly, we enjoy the, the fellowship with... Uh, and the fellow believers and all of those things, um, we need to give back the glory to God. Amen. So we will continue on in our series. The series uh, that we are tackling is the call of God and our response to his call. Okay, so if still uh, remember we had already three topics that we already finished. Okay, and this is a frequent of every um, of this um, series. Okay, uh, we first tackled the call to faithfulness, which is the last topic, okay? The call to faithfulness. And hope that you have your notes with you still <laughs> of, that, of that message. And also next is our, the next after that is a call to prayer, I believe, okay? Okay, so we are all called to be faithful to God, amen? amen. And we are all called to pray to God, amen? And this is generalized to every Christian. It is not specified of that call, but it's generalized to every Christian that we need to pray. We need to be faithful to God. And also, it is also a generalized um, message to us when it comes to live a life of abundance in God. Okay? Our third topic was a call to abundant living, okay? if you still remember that. And uh, today... A call to faith, okay? Something like uh, familiar and uh, similar to the first one, but uh, we have to live by faith, amen? <laughs> we have to live by faith, okay? If you have your Bibles with you, uh, let's turn it to Mark chapter 11, verse 15 to, or verses 15 to 26. And can I request everyone to please rise as we read these wonderful passages of the Scripture, wonderful verses and hope if we read the Word of God, we read it uh, with uh, excitement, amen, that God will give us something 
this morning. God will feed us from His Word. And this is our nourishment for our spirituality, okay? For our spirit. For our spirit. Okay, Mark chapter 11, verses 15 to 26. So, are you there? So, let's have, uh, once again, responsive reading. And let's start with verse 15. And they come to Jerusalem, and Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seat of them that sold dobs. And he taught, saying unto them, It is not written, My house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of Thebes. And when even was come, he went out of the city. And Peter calling to remembrance said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou wast cursed is withered away. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall doubt in his heart, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive your trespasses. Altogether now, but if ye not forgive, neither your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, once again, we are so thankful and blessed, O Lord God, for giving us a wonderful day. Thank you, Lord, for protecting us all throughout the night. And for this wonderful privilege, the first uh, Sunday of this month, oh Lord God, whereby we are here to worship Thee and to thank Thee of all the goodness and uh, blessings that we receive, oh Lord God. And we want to praise Your name, oh Lord. We, li we lift Your name high because You deserve it, oh Lord God. You are the God that can um, change us, oh Lord and can bless us, O oh Lord God. And also you can correct us when it comes to our um, wrongdoings, O oh Lord. And thank you, God, for your word that we read. Thank you, Lord, for these wonderful truths that we can be able to learn and hope that this message will not just a time that we can enjoy, but also help us, O oh Lord, to apply it in our daily lives, O oh Lord. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you, Lord, for our salvation. Thank you, Lord, for your love to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. So you may now be seated. Okay, so Mark chapter 11, as we can see in the first uh, verses of this chapter. Okay, Jesus uh, rides into Jerusalem in a donkey, all right? As we can see here, um, also after that, in verses 8 and 12, 
uh, when he went to the temple, he saw the temple that it was not you know, pleasing to his eyes. And what happened? Okay, he overthrew the tables, the money changers, the seat of them that sold doves. You can, um, the temple was a mess okay, of those business people. And uh, we know that God is holy, and he doesn't want that his temple to be like that. So he drove those um, temple and rebuked them about their doings. Okay? And um, in this latter, a latter part of the verses that we read, as we can see here, the disciples can pray for anything. Okay? And uh, Jesus is teaching here that we have to have faith in God. Amen? We need to have faith in God. The Bible says in verse 22, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. Where we took the call to faith. The call to faith. So the audience of Jesus Christ here is no other than the disciples. Okay? So the disciples. He's speaking to his disciples. These disciples were uh, the followers of Christ, and we know that they are saved, amen, and um, they are um, helping Christ to his ministry. And uh, as we can take a look on our introduction, the call from God to have faith comes to the heart of every person. Our response to this call largely determines whether we will be capable of hearing others' calls from God. Jesus came that he might help people to have faith. Amen? And we know that he's the God-man, okay? And um, incarnated into the flesh, into a body, and we know that he is God and he is also man. 100% God, 100% man. It was, the lacking of, it was the lack of faith in the hearts of his disciples that limited what he could do in them, and what they could do for others. They have what we call lack of faith that limits them to do great things for God and hope that this message will increase our faith to do more for God, amen, to do great things for God. And we know that our church is blessed with um, more than 30 years, amen, to be exact, how many years? 35 years of existence. And we know that great things had done, that God has done in this church. Uh, we supported a lot of missionaries, okay, by His grace, amen. And um, we reach um, places to places through these missionaries. And thanks be to God, a lot of um, new believers, okay, in Christ uh, through their ministries. And we have a small part on that. Amen? Amen? And thank God that this church still exists because of His grace. Amen? Amen? Because of God. And we need to never forget that we need to exercise our faith. Okay? It's still, that's not the end of it. Amen? That we celebrate 35 years and then that's the end of it. And also, when we accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior of our life, our salvation is not the end of our Christian life. Amen? That we can do everything that we want, but the Lord is asking us to live by faith. 
It is not for a moment, but live by faith daily. Amen? Amen. And uh, this um, passage of Scripture, let's turn it in Matthew chapter 17. There's a, there is a wonderful illustration here, an account. Matthew chapter 17. Verses uh, 14 to 21. Just follow me along. The Bible says, And when they were come to the multitude, they came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic. Okay? Epileptic. He has that kind of sickness, epileptic, sore vex, for oftentimes he falleth into the fire and off into the water. Okay? And I brought him him to the disciples, to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Okay? The followers of Christ, uh, God, I believe that God, uh, Jesus Christ, gave them the power to, to heal those sick, sick people. They have the power to, to minister to these people. But, sad to say in this uh, verse, in verse 16, and I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. In verse 17, the Bible says, And then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. So we can see here the healing of God and the rebuke of God to that demon-possessed um, child. And verse 19, And then came, the, then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? Verse 20, And Jesus said unto, him, unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith, as a grain of a mustard of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hands to yonder place, and it shall be and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. How be this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Okay? If you want to have the power of God, amen, you need to prepare yourself through prayers and also to fasting. Okay? So, because of their unbelief, unbelief limits them in serving God. Amen? Limits them to do great things for God. So, we need to increase our faith. Amen? We need to increase our faith. Just a grain of a master's seed. Okay? When, it, when that seed grows, okay, it can do a lot of things. Okay? And we know that the seed of the Word of God will, will plant in our hearts. And if we allow that seed to grow, then it will give us, you know, things to do for God. And God will use us greatly in His ministry. Yes, we need to have faith in God. So I will give you three things this morning. Amen? Amen. Three things lang, okay? Let us give consideration, some consideration to some great truths concerning the call of the call to faith. 
First thing here is genuine, genuine, or how do you pronounce it? <laughs> genuine, okay? Genuine faith is sometimes difficult. Real or true faith, sometimes difficult. Okay, can I ask you, is your faith is real? Amen. Are you a true Christian? Amen. Amen. Amen? Amen? Do you have Christ in your heart? Amen. Amen. Are you saved? Amen. Amen. That's, the, that's the, the shout, amen? amen? That we are sure of our salvation. Amen? Because we are saved by Jesus Christ. Amen? We are not depending on our strength, but because of Christ, we are saved. So, genuine um, faith is sometimes difficult. We are men of flesh who like to walk by sight. Isn't that right? That we walk by sight. What we can see, then we believe. Right? That's the, the philosophy of the world. We need to see it first, and then we believe. Okay? We need to see the evidence first, then we believe. Okay? We, we need to see the fruit first, then we believe. But you know what? God is different. We need to have faith, then we will see. We need to believe first before we see. Amen? We need to believe first before we see. We know that verse in the scripture in Hebrews chapter 11. We know this account. Uh, this is a wonderful account of our um, heroes of faith. Amen? And uh, we can see their testimonies and their story here. We were not going to tackle them one by one, but I would like to read just the first verse of this um, chapter. Hebrews 1, 11, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So how do you understand that verse? How do you understand that verse? Okay. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. As we can see, that God here is encouraging people to have faith in Him, even though that those people are not actually, okay, are not um, seeing the, the vision of God, but they have the faith to follow God. Amen? They have the faith to follow God. As they have here in this verse, but without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Personally, we cannot see, or literally we cannot see God, okay, Jesus Christ, in the midst of us. But we know and we believe that he is real, amen? We know that he is in heaven, amen? We know that he died for us, he died for our sin. And because of that, we are exercising our faith. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. To please Him. We need to have faith. And that faith can, you know, can do great things for God. But we know that we are in the flesh, right? Sometimes we walk by sight. And this is the part of human frailty. 
uh, we want to follow the faith of common sense where no, no risk is involved. Okay? No risk is involved. And we know that as a Christian, eh, we are saved to what? To serve God. We are saved to serve. But sometimes I've been hearing and I, I read this, um, this uh, wonderful quote uh, this week that says, Christian life is, we're serving God not in convenience, but in commitment. Serving God not in convenience, but in our commitment. Okay? Because uh, if you are co co convenient, all right, uh, feel uh, good and everything is good, then it's okay to serve God. But how, well, but how about if you have a problem or facing trials, if you have struggles, will you serve God? you serve God and uh, when he talks about love okay commitment is very useful in in love right so for example the couple okay it's not always um, in good terms right <laughs> there are times that they have fight they have um, disagreements okay quarrels and everything but if you're committed to that person, okay, if you love that person and you're committed to that person, then all those fights, all those, all those uh, misunderstandings will, you know, will be solved because of your commitment and your love to that person. Amen? Amen. And God wants us to, you know, to have that kind of commitment to him. Okay? And God wants us to have that kind of faith to Him. In Romans chapter 1, verse 17, let's take a look on this verse. Hope, do, hope that you are praying while, we're, while I'm preaching. <laughs> Romans chapter 1. Verse 17, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Are we just? In the sight of God, we are just because the imputed righteousness of God. But if you will take a look, we are sinners, okay? We're still sinning, but it's, we are sinners Say by grace right now. Amen? But we are still sinning. But praise God that we can, we are counted just in God's sight because of God's righteousness in us. Okay? The just shall live by faith. And we know that every day, God is revealing himself to us through our faith. Amen? Therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. So God is teaching us something. God is teaching us something. All those words that we hear from God, from Him, teaches us something. So, not only that, 
We have a natural tendency to live only for a moment. We major on satisfying our stomachs, okay, for a moment, all right? And after that, we are hungry again, okay? Just for a moment. We're craving for a lot of things, a lot of food. And clothing our backs, we deny the uniqueness of our nature as creatures of eternity who are made in the image of God. So do you appreciate that we are the creatures of God, created by His image? We are fearfully and wonderfully made by Him. Amen? So we need to be thankful. Amen? And you face the mirror, oh, I'm wonderfully and wonderfully made by God. Okay? So, be thankful, all right? Be thankful. Even though we have some, you know, wrinkles <laughs> or some, some imperfections, okay? But we praise and thank God that someday we will have a glorified body, okay? Which is uh, perfect, amen? No more sickness, no more pain, amen? That's the promise of God to us. So, next thing, there is much suffering in the world that causes some people to have serious questions concerning both the nature of God and the purposes of life. Why there's a lot of suffering? And we know the reason why. There are a lot of sufferings in the world. Okay. doesn't mean when you get saved, all of those sufferings, all those problems will be gone. Okay. But still we have those problems. It, still we have those sufferings. But praise be to God, we are not alone on those sufferings when we face it. We have a God who can guide us, a God who can be with us, a God who can help us through those sufferings. But sad to say, those unbelievers, they don't have a backup, okay? They don't have God who will help them. So there are much sufferings in the world. So the reason why is because of sin, okay? We know, if we will back, going back to the history, uh, in the Genesis, we know the first man and the first woman, they live in a perfect atmosphere, perfect garden, and everything is perfect. Try to imagine that. Okay? Don't have to labor. You don't have to work for, for your food. Okay? Maybe those animals will, you know, will be a, a deliverer of your food, or they will give you some fruits, or you can just pick up your food, okay? The Garden of Eden is perfect, but when sin comes and enters to, to man, the world and the world began to suffer. They experienced suffering. They have to work. Even the conception of childbearing, right? There is pain because of sin. And some people find it difficult to have faith because of a great variety of beliefs. 
that offer themselves as authoritative explanation of the gospel. Okay. There are false teachings. There are things that tells as the way of belief, but you, you know that the authority is no other than the Bible and God himself. Amen? Amen? You will not be out of line when it comes to the Word of God. The Word of God is our absolute authority, and His Word okay, is the absolute authority. So we must believe on God's Word. Amen? Amen? Amen. So, People are confused with those variety of beliefs. How many religions are there right now? How many false teachers are there right now? If you are not going to be careful, you will get swayed by those teachings. They have wonderful words that can, can express to entice you and deceive you. But the truth will prevail. Amen? God's word will prevail. So, not only gen genuine faith is sometimes difficult, but also faith is not only reasonable, but necessary. Amen? Amen. Faith is not only reasonable, but necessary. Psalms chapter 14, verse 1, the Bible says, The fool had said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The fool that said in his heart, there is no God. We cannot deny the fact that there is no God. Oh, there is God. Amen? We cannot deny the fact that. Okay? There is God. And we know that we are creatures. And if you try to, to ask about that word, creatures, so it has a creator, right? A creator. And the creations of God, we can see around us. The trees, the plants, the mountains, okay? The animals and all of that, the waters. There's amazing being who created them all. And even us, doctors, scientists, and everything, is still in awe on how we are created. They're still searching. They're still studying. There are a lot of things going on around. Within our body, okay? And outside our body. Okay? How this um, cell, you know, Words. So we can see here, sad to say, people are just denying the reality that God is real. And they reject the truth of God's word. And we, are, we know them. They are called atheists. That in them, there is no God. That there is no God. Um, it would be exceeding difficult to be an atheist and to believe that there is no supreme power behind our wonderful and beautiful universe. One cannot study astronomy and anatomy without being impressed with the mystery 
of things that the finite minds of humans cannot possibly explain. There must be a God. God is a logical necessity for a rational understanding of the world and of human. And you know what? Those, I'm going to give you some examples of those men that are atheists before they died. This, this is not in our um, slide PowerPoint. But famous atheists, last words before death. Okay? So, I don't know if you know these uh, people that I'm going to mention. So, Caesar Borgia, Italian nobleman, politician, and cardinal. While I live, he says, he said, while I live, I provided for everything but death. Now I must die, and I'm unprepared to die. Sad to say, right? Sad to know that. Thomas Hobbes, polit political philosopher. I say it again. If I had the whole world at my disposal, I would give it to live one day. I am about to take a leap into, into, into the dark. So sad to say. Thomas Paine, the leading atheistic writer in American colonies. Stay with me, he says. Stay with me for God's sake. I cannot bear to be left alone. Oh Lord, help me. Oh God, have what have I done to suffer so much? What will become of me hereafter? I would give worlds if I had them that the age of reason had never been published. Oh Lord, help me. Christ, help me. No, don't live. Stay with me. Send even a child to stay with me, for I am on the edge of hell, here, alone. If ever the devil ha had an agent, I have been that once. So, you can see. And this one is Voltaire, famous anti-Christian atheist. He says, he said, I have swallowed nothing but smoke. I have intoxicated myself with the incense that turned my head. I am abandoned by God and men. He said to his physician, Dr. Fochin, uh, I will give you half of what I am worth if you will give me six months of life. Wow, he says to, to, to his position. When he was told this was not possible, he said, then I shall die and go to hell. His nurse said, for all the money in Europe, I wouldn't want to see another unbeliever die. Okay? All night long, he cried for forgiveness. Okay. So even though that they are denying the fact that there is God, Still, at the end of their life, okay, they will realize that there is God. Hope they are, they are saved. Hope that they were accepting that his, uh, Christ is the only way to salvation. But sad to say, 
all of their life, they live in that stage, that condition. There are a lot of um, atheists, but we praise and thank God for believers who has last words also. Amen? And we praise and thank God for them. Like King David, yeah, though I walk to the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with all my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As we can see, it's different from those atheist last words. Amen? We praise and thank God for that. And lastly, Jesus Christ here, we can see that I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Amen? There's a wonderful promise here, amen, of eternal life in heaven. So only fools never learn from history. And it's amazing that in our hearts, in our days, with all these facts on our fingertips, someone with in a mind can devote to his entire life to a delusion and want everyone to know that there is no God. No wonder the Bible says, only fools says in their hearts, there is no God. Only fools says in their hearts, there is a real God. So whereby we need to put our faith in Him. Amen? Put in our faith in Him. And not only that, we can see here the testimony of History reveals that men and women who have, put their, who have put their faith in God have been men of women who have lifted humanity. The men and women who have the faith to trust God and to cooperate with Him as He revealed Himself have been the men of, and women who have found life meaningful. Amen? Do you want your life to be, have the purpose or meaningful life? Do you want to live your life in a meaningful way? You need to live, or you need to have faith in God. Amen? Live it. Trust God every day in your life. Next thing is, how many or many of us can bear testimony to the reasonableness of faith on the basis of our personal experience? Amen? When you first met the Lord in your life, amen? That's the start of living your faith in Him. Amen? When you accepted Christ as your personal Savior, that doesn't stop there. It needs to be continued, amen? So, next thing here, without faith, life is empty. And without ultimate purpose. Without faith, life is empty. And without ultimate purpose purpose. So as we can see here in our verse, let's go back in Mark. Our passage. Interestingly, we can see here the fig tree, right? The fig tree and the temple. All right? 
The fig tree was cursed by God or by Jesus because Oh, let's take a look on this verse first. In verse 12, and on the morrow when they were come to Bethany, he was hungry. Okay? God, oh, Jesus Christ was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came, if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, and he found nothing but leaves, for the time of fig tree was not yet. Fig tree is a popular source of inexpensive food in Israel, required three years from the time they are planted until they, bear, they can bear fruit. So each tree yields a great amount of fruit twice a year, in late spring and in early autumn. So this incident occurred early in the spring fig season when the leaves were being or were beginning to bud. The figs normally grow as the leaves fill out, but this tree, though full of leaves, had none. So, yung bunga niya, tsaka yung dahon, sabay silang lumabas, malabas. But this fig tree that Jesus saw, it's not bearing fruit. Okay? There's no fruit in it. So, that's why he cursed this fig tree. And uh, what happened then? In verse 20. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree. What happened? Dried up from the roots. And Peter Calling to remember, saith unto him, Master, behold the fig tree, which thou was cursed, is withered away. So, as we can see here, the importance of God. God wants us to be of use of Him. Amen? There's a lesson that is telling here that we need to bear fruit. Amen? As a child of God, we need to grow. We need to grow spiritually. And as a child of God, one of the evidences of being a child of God is we are bearing fruits. Amen? We are bearing fruits. And uh, we will see that our life will have a purpose if we bear fruit. And that fig tree has no purpose. That's why God cursed that fig tree. And it withered away. So, brethren, let us have faith in God and let us use our faith to bear fruits for Him. Amen? We know in Galatians we have this um, fruit of the Spirit. Okay? Love, joy, peace, long suffering. Okay? Those, um, it's only one fruit, but it has a lot of brightness on it. And uh, not only those fruit, that fruit, but the fruit of soul winning also. Okay? Planting those seeds to, to other believers. Okay? And it's a, it's a good, um, a wonderful um, sight to behold that you can bring those fruits in, in God. Okay? Those 
souls that you won for Christ, you can see them in heaven. Amen? And we're so blessed in our uh, class during FBI. And John is truly, Pastor John is truly um, did a wonderful work in his ministry in um, sharing God's word. It's not only learning the history and learning God's word, but also he, he, he's sharing his testimony, his ministry, and everything. And it's a wonderful thing to know and a challenge and also an inspiration to, to, to a man of God using those platforms in sharing God's word. And truly, we are so blessed. Amen? And hope that uh, if you're not uh, enrolled yet, next semester is available. So he shared about First Corinthians. We're talking about First Corinthians. And we know that Corinthian church, uh, they have what we call a lot of problems in the church. There's division, heresies, and everything. Okay? And um, um, they have a spiritual problem within the church. And he shared this, um, three things happens when we live in sin against God. Okay? Three things happen when we live in sin against God. God, first of all, God will convict us. God convicts us with our sin. God is telling us that we are wrong on that sin. And uh, when God convicts us, we have to be sensitive enough to ask forgiveness. To God. And if you are not convicted of that sin, if you deny that you're not, you did not uh, wrong, uh, did wrong to God, then God will chasten us. God will chasten us, reminding us that and correcting us of our wrongdoings. And you will not still, no hearken to the voice of God and follow God in obedience, then God calls us home prematurely. Okay? If you're not going to be of use of Him, then maybe God will call us home prematurely. That's what happened to that fig tree. He has a lot of leaves, but he withered away because he's not useful. Because, as we can see, he's not useful. So without faith, life is empty and without ultimate purpose. Without faith, assurance is impossible and personal venture, which implies risk will be at a minimum. Little faith or no faith will attempt nothing for real significance. Little faith was then doing sin of ancient Israel. You know those um, beliefs that they have? Okay? Unbelief that they have. It is also, it also was the sin that greatly handicapped and limited the disciples of the Lord. Those little faith. And they have also no faith in Him. So lastly, the way to faith. Amen? Hope that you're still here. Lastly, the way to faith. Faith is based on testimony. 
We believe something because of the testimony of our senses. We can see, taste, touch, and smell. But the faith based on our senses comes closer to common sense than it does to the faith that ventures. Okay? Testimony. The testimony of God's word. Okay? As we can see the Hebrews chapter 11, the testimony of those people whom God used okay, during the ancient time. And I would like to give you the life of Cain here and Abel, the first sibling. Okay? Cain, when he offered an offering to the Lord, Cain was the first religious person God rejected. Cain's offering and sacrifices were the words of his own hands. While Abel had to accept and trust God to bring forth and produce a living, breathing spotless lamb to be sacrificed. Abel simply obeyed the Lord and offered the blood sacrifice. The little lamb was Abel's substitute that the Lord readily accepted as a type of Christ. While Cain allowed his emotion to betray his motivation, if pride in his offering wasn't the deciding factor, his countenance would have never changed, and he would have not gotten very rod when God rejected his offering. These two testimony of unbelief and faith. Okay? What is the opposite of faith? <laughs> I saw something, disobedience though. <laughs> disobedience. So, pride in and through religion is always fueled by the flesh and always breeds anger when challenged and always ends in wandering through life and its end result is always death without Christ. Sad to say, that happened to Cain. Religion is solely of man, a words type salvation that says, Hear God, look at what I've done. Only for it all to be rejected of God and look upon as filthy rags. Oh, many this morning are counting on good deeds and words, hearing every time that they attend their church that they must maintain good words in order to stay saved. But salvation is of the Lord. Amen? A true-born-again child of God is stripped of their pride and brought to the place of humility and by and through the finished works of Jesus Christ on the cross through His death, His burial, and glorious resurrection. Understanding that faith alone in a living, breathing, blood-shedding, spotless Lamb was their only way, only truth, and only chance at real abundance of life, now and eternal in and through the blood of Jesus. They work not to obtain salvation, but because they already have it. Amen? The fruit of our salvation is work. Amen? Work for God. Amen? We are not working for salvation. Okay? We are saved already. Now the proof of it manifested in good words. Amen? Amen. 
manifested in good words because we have Christ now in our hearts. And next here is faith is, faith is the gift of God. Praise God for the faith. Amen? This wonderful word. Luke chapter 17, verse 5, and the apostle said, Unto the Lord, their prayer is, increase our faith. Increase our faith. If you try to measure your faith right now, since you got saved, how do you measure yourself? Did you grow from the time that you were saved? How, you, how do you measure yourself in the eyes of God? Are you still doing the will of God in your life? Are you still making Him happy by, you know, living by faith every day? Acts chapter 14, verse 27. And whosoever doth not bear his cross come after me cannot be my disciple. You know what? The good thing of suffering, okay, in our lives, when it comes to that word, it always um, gives us something, you know, Something like bad sense, okay? Suffering is not good. But you know what? The good thing about suffering is we're not going to depend on ourselves. We're always going to depend on God. We cannot bear it alone. That's why here we can see whosoever does not bear his cross, the sufferings on the cross of Christ, the sufferings of faith. Try to imagine those Christians before. They suffered a lot because of their faith. Nowadays, in our age, we are so convenient, right? That's why we need commitment. Okay? We're so convenient here in this place. We're so convenient in our, in our seats. We're hearing God's word. But you know what? There's people and Christians in our time today that they are hiding, okay, and um, um, still continuing faithfully doing the will of God in their lives, even though their place is not allowing them to do so. But they have that kind of faith. So we must be thankful in our place today. We have the freedom of worshiping God bringing our Bibles. But those people, those people. So faith is the gift of God. In a real sense, faith is the gift of God, yet it is human response to God's revelation of Himself. Lastly, our faith in God can grow. Amen? Our faith in God can grow. Don't stay babe in Christ. Amen? You need to grow. That's why we have Christian maturity lessons. Amen? That's why we have experiences. That's why we have testimonies after testimonies. We have trials in our life. Those things are useful for us to grow in Christ. Amen? Don't stay baby. We need to grow. Amen? If you are a new Christian... Of course, you need the milk of the Word of God. But if you are, you know, an older Christian, okay, not too old, okay, or mature, 
you need the meat of the Word of God to strengthen you. God is faithful and can be dependent on by those who trust Him. The more we trust Him, the greater our faith will become. Amen? The more we trust Him, the greater our faith will become. A study of biblical and Christian history reveals that the spiritual giants were the men and women who outbelieved their contemporaries. Okay? Try to imagine. They did great works for God because they live, they grow in Christ. They grew in, the, in, in God. So our faith in God can grow. We don't know someone here is calling to other place, amen? To do great things for God. We don't know someone here is uh, praying to be of use of God in every ministries of our church. And I believe that we are growing here in our church, not only in numbers, amen, but in quality of faith, amen? And uh, praise God, in our church, we have a lot of avenues to learn God's word. Amen? We have a lot of avenues, and we are praising God that we're not only um, eating the spiritual food by um, only by our senior pastor, but we heard a lot of, we are hearing a lot of preachers, messengers, pastors who stood here behind the pulpit sharing God's word. Amen? We have a lot of varieties in this church. We're so privileged. When we started the, the ministry in, in Kaloocan under Pastor Gideon Manalo, I assisted him during those times. We started it uh, way back 2005, okay? 2005, all right? So... When we started it, siyempre kayo lang yung audience and everything. Only the family and I and some of the relatives of um, Sister Lawrence. And now they are celebrating their 18th anniversary. And they have um, two satellite churches right now. So there is a, what we call a growth that happened in their ministry. And um, a lot of believers followed the Lord. I stayed there nine, nine years, okay? And after nine years, um, that happened. 18 years not sila ngayon. So we praise and thank God for that ministry. And um, thank God for those young people who surrendered their life to ministry. And they were my young people before. And now they have their own families. <laughs> May mga babies na sila. So we praise and thank God for that. And uh, as a way of our conclusion, by the testimony of the scriptures, those men and women who surrendered their lives, who gave their lives for the ministry, their life is not in vain because, you know, we're still uh, encouraged by their life, by, by their faith. We are encouraged to, the, to a life of faith. By the testimony of the saints, we are encouraged not only to faith, but also to faithfulness. That through them, through their faith, they stayed in their faith, 
encourages us to stay in our faith as well. And our ultimate encourager is no other than Jesus Christ. Amen. God calls us to put our confidence in Jesus Christ as Lord, as our Savior. Not only our Savior, but our Lord in our life. Each of us needs to respond to this call. So, how's your faith right now? How's your faith? Are you still growing in your faith? Are you still praying to grow? Are you aiming to ask God, Lord, increase my faith. Increase my faith. Hope that it is not a one-time event. <laughs> Asking God for increasement of your faith. But every day in our lives, we need to ask God, Lord, increase my faith. The just shall live by faith. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this message. I know, Lord, that this is um, a simple message, Lord, from, from your word, but I believe there's a, a lot of truth on it. Thank God for the passage that we read. Thank you for ministering unto us and for your testimony, O Lord, that you showed to your disciples to have faith in you. Lord, um, forgive us, O Lord, from the many unbeliefs that we have in our lives, O Lord. And forgive us, O Lord, for the sins also that we committed against thee. And we pray, O God, that help us to increase our faith. That help us to walk by faith, not by sight. And help us to grow, O Lord God, in our faith in you. Help us to do something for you. And we know that this life is useless without you, Lord. So help us to be useful, Lord God. And uh, I pray that this message uh, will speak to our hearts, O oh Lord. And it will manifest, O oh Lord God, to our lives. Help us to apply it in our daily lives. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. As we are uh, praying, I uh, would like to ask Pastor Sam to continue on our invitation.